Hello and welcome to the Scaling Edge. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Hey, Max. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Uh, this is the Internet Talk program that focuses on the hard-won angles and edges and special little nuggets acquired by battle-hardened entrepreneurs. They're conveying that here today to you. We have a very special guest today, Jay. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Scaling Edge. Jay is the CEO of uh, Automating Things, uh, especially one of the things people don't like to look at enough, QA. Jay, can you tell us a little about yourself and what's your edge? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm a huge fan of uh, automation. You know, I think it has its place in every part in business. I think people try to do it a little too much sometimes and they get frustrated and then walk away from it and don't come back. I've been doing consulting and QA, been in the QA industry for 15 plus years at this point. Uh, built my consultancy up over the last, you know, probably five to 10, really started bringing a bunch of people on. I've got a bunch of contractors. We've got around 60 plus contractors in three different places. And uh, we really just help implement QA processes for companies that don't have it because, you know, they're either somebody else in their team is doing it already, or we'll come in and do automation and performance security testing for kind of bigger companies that may need, um, you know, that specialized skill set that their team doesn't have already. So it's definitely a fun business to be in. And uh, I appreciate you having me on today. Thanks. Thanks. So when you talk about QA, you're talking about software developers are building something. You need somebody to run through and test it and try to break it, right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. I mean, people like to build stuff and don't want to deal with browsers and devices and you know, how do I test this thing properly? What if I have 10,000 people all going at the same time? You know, what if what if somebody tries to get in and hack okay, my... You have to hire 10,000 people to play with it. Or you or hire you Jay and uh, he'll, he'll help you figure it out. How do you do that? How do you go through that process? So I'm a huge tools nerd. I'm just a massive tools dork. Like I've always enjoyed for all my hobbies, for astrophotography, for, uh, you know, kind of time management stuff, for QA. And uh, there's a ton of different performance tools out there that you can use and you basically kind of emulate user behavior and you can kind of scale up that depending on different levels, depending on how much activity you want and a bunch of different things. And then you report on it back to the development team and say, hey, when we try to have 10,000 people on this specific module of your application and then the 10,000 and first guy logged in, uh, he couldn't get in, right? And like that's a, rep a reproducible scenario that they can go back, they can reproduce that, they can find out what to do there and maybe it's you know just saying hey there's too many people on the server right now or maybe it's up upgrading their infrastructure to kind of handle that so it just depends on um you know how they want to kind of deal with those problems jay let me ask you something so we do a lot of software development right what percentage of my qa team can i let go of by working with you all of them all of them <laughs> we we are your outsourced qa team i mean i i've made a post on linkedin the other day i call it like my bigfoot theory like there everybody thinks they've seen a fully automated QA setup where there's no humans involved, but like it's just a blurry picture off in the woods like Bigfoot, right? They, nobody's ever, there's no real, like just hit the button and you don't need anybody. You're always going to need real people, but there's a balance there. Like you can spend a ton of time and a ton of money trying to set up the perfect automated system to save you all this time and money and it never works. And you just wasted a ton of time and have to do that. So, you know, our goal is to kind of strike a, a good balance there. You need people with their hands on keyboards breaking stuff, um, but you also need to try to cut down those re repetitious tasks as much as possible. And so you take on both actions. You take on both the automated action and the human action. Yep. And you blend that into one service. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the success you've seen 
Like you may even dive in into numbers. Hey, someone had 10 QAs and then they dropped them down to zero and they lowered their cost by this or that. Cause it is very interesting. Anybody who who's hired software developers or software development teams knows that this is like kind of a headache. So mm-hmm. you, can you give a little example of how you've you've helped alleviate that headache? I would almost take it from the other perspective, just from the example that popped in my head where we've helped those companies grow very rapidly, right? Like their development team has gone from, and, and company headcount went from 25 to 250 for one of our bigger clients and they got acquired and we were still their QA team. And that was because of our ability to come in, let them focus on building products their product guys are doing product, their project management guys are doing project management, their developers are developing, and we were doing their QA. So like they could focus on what they needed to do, rapidly kind of scale it up. We automated their a bunch of their APIs, um, automated testing all their APIs, automated testing a bunch of their front end stuff, but we still had a pretty strong team there that grew over time with them. And the biggest thing that I always kind of pitch with our services were scalable. Right. Like I used to shy away from it. People would say, Oh, I just want a W2 guy. I just want to hire somebody I'm going to do. I'm like, that that's fine. And then I would just kind of walk away from it. But as I've been doing this over the years, I'm like, no, that is that is the benefit that we offer. You don't have to hire a W2 person because anybody who does software development knows it's very cyclical. You know, it's like very high some days and, and weeks, and then it's very, you know, drops off. You crush, 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 get a release out. And then it's like everybody's kind of sitting on their hands for a little bit. So the ability to scale up and then scale back down um, has been kind of our bread and butter over the years where like we offer that um, kind of tactical resource to just supplement your development team, get stuff out the door, know your product and keep that knowledge base in the same place. We're not like a revolving door agency. Like we kind of have a dedicated team. So you had someone grow from before they got to 250. Where, where were they with you? They were 25. They had 25 folks. They're one Q. I was doing the QA. Like I was literally sitting down doing QA with them and we built them a team. I built a team around us. I kind of backed out of that. And then we scaled that team up as they grew. They hired more and more people and they, they ended up around 250, 300 people by the end. And how many Q and that was developers? That was the entire organization, probably a hundred plus developers by the end. I think they had a few when we started. So, I mean, they what had one QA. Yeah. One QA for a hundred developers. One for, no, I'm sorry. One when they started around 25, you know, the 20, probably had five developers, 20 people, one QA guy. And then by the time we hit around 250 people, we had probably maybe six to seven QA folks on our team and a ton of automation in place that kind of helped us keep our numbers low. Um, what would you say the 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 blend is there between QA? Like uh, like if, if they didn't if they weren't working with Jay, how many QAs would they need to satisfy that hundred developers? I mean, you're you're typically I think somewhere one QA to every probably three or four developers. So you know, quick math, it's like 20, 25 QA people and we had, you know, somewhere seven to ten max and the automation we put in place. So probably half half the, the QA team needed. And again, you didn't they didn't need to have those people on staff, right? We could scale up to 15 to 20 if we had some crazy release, but those W2 people aren't on your books, you know, 52 weeks a year. Yeah, no, amen on that. That's uh that's exciting. So what else what else do you do? Do you do a lot of like uh security and and finding hackers and that type of thing? We do have a we have a security offering as well. Um I've got a, a CISO kind of fractional CISO guy that that is my right-hand man there and penetration testing is kind of, you know, what everybody likes, right? They just want to know does it work. We do the, you know, you also can kind of do some phishing stuff where we can protect your company against those malicious phishing attempts. We don't go too deep into that. We like to stay in the software realm, but penetration tests are, you know, kind of the biggest security piece we do there to make sure that, you know, uh, from a user perspective and from an infrastructure perspective, nobody can get in where they shouldn't be. So how long have you, how long have you been doing this? 
I judge everything by my age of my kids. So uh, I think I started consulting around 10 years ago. I formed the business around six or seven years ago. So you have uh, three kids, one, six, one, seven, one, ten. Close. Uh, I have five kids. My first was a college experiment. He was 18. So he's, he just turned 18. So, uh, but no, I have uh, 18, 10, seven, six, and one. And then one on the way. So you're half a dozen. Yeah. Trying to get a, you know, a full squad together. Are you going to keep going on that or? I mean, why stop now? I mean, I, you know, I tease my wife. I said, you know, we'll just keep going. We'll just uh, see how many got in you, old girl. <laughs> she, doesn't like it when I, she doesn't like it when I say that, but, uh, you know, I could go for seven, I think. She sounds like a trooper, though. Oh, she's, man. I mean, I don't know how people do it without, you know, a strong partner. You know, it's just, uh, you got to have that balance in life. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a good one. I agree, man. That's, uh, that makes the difference. That's the Delta for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, that's exciting. So if people want to work with you, how do they find you? What's the best way they can work with you? Just define your ideal client. You know, some like, can, can you give me a little idea of who's the best person to work with you or company to work with you? Custom software developers. We found a really good niche with those folks because they build a lot of products for a lot of different people. We know how to come in specifically in those organizations, establish best practices, establish a really good process for one project. And then it's very easy to roll that across the rest of your projects. And a lot of times they can mark that up. They can mark it up to their clients and say, hey, we got QA on this project. That's going to cost us X dollars an hour, paying us less. And they're actually making money working with us. So they enjoy that relationship a lot. So custom software development companies and SaaS companies, typically earlier stage SaaS companies will come in and be their QA team. Full QA is a service. They don't have the function, the QA, you know, the project managers or, or C-level folks are doing the QA and they want to get out of it. Uh, we'll come in there and get that set up when you'd like to grow with those companies. That's amazing. So how do people find you? JDAQA.com or hit me up on LinkedIn, J Agner, A-I-G-N-E-R. JDAQA.com. JDAQA.com. Jay, thanks for being a part of our program. Thanks for being a part of the Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. And this was, uh, I think, for the right listener, right viewer, this is very, very helpful. So thank you very much, and we will see you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it, man.